every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. After. Cooney on the edge of the box. Oh, dummy by Phillips. Arthur Nahu is going to twist and turn. It might fall nicely for Cooney oh. and everybody's getting in each other. Yes, come on! At the back post, it's smashed home for the second goal of the season by Jonah Iunga. And after six minutes, we did it against Wickham and now we've done it against tabletop in Plymouth, Argyle. Good foraging forward into the penalty area. And after a bit of two in and throw and it fell nicely to Jonah Iunga and he took his time and with his side foot he rifles it into the far corner to make it more than one Plymouth Argyle nil what a start from the shrimps fantastic finish from Jonah Iunga who picked up possession down on the right quite a tight angle but he slots it home a fantastic finish from Jonah great start to the game for the shrimps and it's more than one it's Plymouth Argyle nil get in there Jonah Good play by Arthur Nahua down the left-hand side. He just got smuggled out of it on the edge of the box as he tried to get a right-foot shot away. I think Cooney, I think it was Stockton and Cooney got in each other's way, but the ball fell nicely for Jonah on the right-hand side of the box. Around about 10 yards out, and he makes absolutely no mistake. A dream start for Stephen Robinson's men here at the Mazuma. After seven minutes, it's Morecambe 1, Plymouth 0. Out towards his left-hand side it goes, and... Connor Grant, who's just going to get it into the feet of Hardy. And then Danny Mayer in the penalty area. Mayer drews the keeper. Hardy might have a tap in here. Hardy just can't get it through. A sea of shrimp's bodies on the line. Eventually it's forced home by Danny Mayer. And it's happened again, Morgan fans. The shrimp's lead against the high-flying team has been wiped out after just five minutes of being in front. And it was all very, very messy inside the penalty area. Fell nicely to Danny Mayer. He bared down on goal inside the six-yard box, squared it across. I thought Hardy had a tapping, but we did have men back on the line. Got the first clearance in, but it fell nicely for Danny Mayer. And from just a yard or two out, he manages to force the ball home for the equaliser. And it's Morecambe 1, Plymouth 1. That is a scrappy old goal, isn't it? It's just... just <laughs> did we have an opportunity to clear it? Like you say, the ball fell to the man who looked like he had a tapping. It was blocked very well on the line and arguably could have just booted it clear you know traditional defending just get rid of it but unfortunately for the shrimps it nestles in the back of the net and like I say it's a very very scrappy goal Stephen Robinson will be very disappointed with that and here's the score of Danny Mayer down the left hand side he's showing a clean pair of heels side and Phillips Mayer in the box this could be another tap oh, it's well Luke Jepcott and that one again cleared off the line Wow, well cleared. Danny Mayer, he's shown neat pair of heels to Adam Phillips and gets it towards Krant on the right-hand side, oh. and that could have been 2-1. Yeah. It was Luke Jepcock coming in on the round of penalty spot. First time left foot, and it's just over the crossbar. Tonga nicks it away from Danny Mayer. He might pull the trigger oh, here, though, and he does just that. Couldn't quite keep the effort down, though. 20 yards out, and Ayunga pile drivers over. Diagaraga and Jepcott battling for it. It's going to fall for Mayer, who curls it. Good save. Oh, and then on the rebound now, that is a superb double stop from Jochel Anderson. Mayer with the initial effort, low down to his left, and then he bought the second one from Panucci Kamara too. And then Adam Phillips uh, rejuvenated with the Simon Farnworth Magic Sponge manages to nick possession back away again. Cooney down this byline looking for Ayunga, and Jonah's got the better of Galloway here. Ayunga marauding down the byline, cuts in the box. Ayunga cracks it across. Oh, that nearly broke the net from Cole Stockton. That would have been a wonderful goal if that had found the back of the net. 
stops and first time swept it over the bar on the right. Flag stays down. Greg Lee can chip it in towards the back post from the left-hand side where the volley oh. comes in and Cole Stockton had more time than he realised there. He took it first time. He shanked it wide. He could have brought it down. Anthony O'Connor nods it down into the path of Diago Rada. Oh, excellent. Oh, silky skills. Proper really come dancing stuff there. And Ayunga could be through oh, here one-on-one. On one. Great goalkeeping to repel the danger from Michael Cooper. I think Anthony O'Connor has arguably had his best game in a Morecambe shirt. Adam Phillips, can he get the ball through to Cole Stockton? Here comes Stockton on the edge of the box, tries to drive oh, it towards the far corner, couldn't quite get the bend on it he wanted though, and it's straight into the midriff of goalkeeper Michael Cooper, but cleared away by James Wilson. Substitute Kieran Agard could be in here. Oh, that was super brave goalkeeping. Super, super brave goalkeeping by Jochen Anderson. And that's full time. What a point. Incredible point for Morecambe. I, I, I don't disagree, Matt, at all. We have thoroughly deserved that against a quality Plymouth Argyle side this afternoon. Trims fans, you should be mightily proud of your team this afternoon. Here, in front of a crowd of 4,000 292. It's finished Morecambe 1, Plymouth Argyle 1. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps Verdict on Beyond Radio. I thought we were excellent. Probably our, our most complete performance of the season. You know, the way we passed the ball was back to what we do. I think the last three performances, you're going to lose games at this level, but you have to put performances in, and we haven't done that. We haven't been ourselves, we haven't pressed properly and we haven't passed the ball and today we got back to it I thought there were some outstanding performances you know I don't think there was a bad performance throughout but what we done we, we took the game to them we had real belief and we pressed and we didn't look like I said that I lost three games and as I say you're going to lose games at this level but that's the right way to approach games in a positive manner against a very good Plymouth side you know you have to say they've done brilliant this season um, they've got a real good system and shape behind them been really consistent with their selection but I think for the neutral watching that today nobody would have told who was top of the league Great start, John Ayunga. I thought had an excellent game, scoring after just six minutes. Yeah, he's still on his way back from from surgery. You know, to give us, I think it was 75, 80 minutes. He was outstanding. You know, and it's it's the way I like to play with two forwards and one wide player. And I thought he's fantastic. He gives us an outlet. You know, to hold the ball up. He's you know he helps call out instead of just all being about him. So you know, I, he was one of many very good performances. They came back into it just six minutes later. Uh, your thoughts on the goal? We tried force and play, you know. But if if you're going to criticise players every time they give the ball away, they don't want it, you know. We've got a really um, young group of boys, and I encourage them to play, I encourage them to take chances. And we took a chance and give the ball away, and we got punished, you know, by a good side. But our response after that was superb, you know. As I say, that's the performance I want. It's the energy levels that I want, and it's what has been missing the last three games. Second half, I thought you dominated. Without creating too many chances, but as you say, you wouldn't know who was top and who was struggling. I mean, I think Cole had a great chance from across, and there's another great chance at the back post from Adam Phillips. So, you know, we were, we were creating the chances, we took the game to them. It's easy to sit back when you have them on games, but you know, I think it just shows the level of quality we have. We we have got the quality to pass the ball. We can't get away from that. You know, we will lose games playing like that. We will make mistakes like the goal, but that's the way I want to play. It's entertaining, and if we play with that organisation and discipline and quality, we'll be okay. Entertaining, as you say, a crowd of four thousand two hundred again today, and. They got really behind him. They're really enjoying the football here this year. They were fantastic. You know, I would make a real point of that. You know, for the people that travel to Cheltenham and 
Um, Burton, you know, I, I think Hartley put, oh my goodness, I felt sorry for them. It was the coldest night in the world. But, that's, you know, that's proper support today. Got right behind the boys, even when we lost the goal. And I don't think they realise how important that is because we've, we've got a real young group of boys who don't speak. So, you know, the criticism doesn't help. So it's brilliant to see it's so many of them behind the team. Fantastic. Defensively, far more solid. Yeah, you know, we went back to our back four. Sometimes you put an extra defender in there, which we've done on Tuesday night, and we still conceded three goals. I went, no, no, we're going back there. What we do, our DNA is passing the ball. Our DNA is pressing, you know, from triggers, and we've done it really well. It's only a point, and I think it should have been three points, if I'm honest, but it certainly stops the run of defeats and gives the boys real confidence going forward to another difficult away game. But we've got a lot of home games coming up, and it's a huge difference when we play here with that fan base. Callum Jones got a start today and he got the uh, sponsors money in the match and uh, thought he did well. Callum was excellent. He's had to wait patiently for his chance in, in a league game since Gillingham. But he's trained so much better. You know, he's, he's a young boy learning the game. Shane McLaughlin, unfortunately, got injured on our, our training pitch. You know, another injury from the, the training pitch um, at the last minute. So sometimes when other people have misfortune, you get your opportunity. And Callum's certainly taken that today. Stephen, well played today. Cheers, thank you. Is it fair to say, Stephen, that everything that was missing on Tuesday was was there today? It was the complete performance, pretty much? Yeah, 100%. You know, um, I think I'm very honest with things and I hated the performance on Tuesday. It was, uh, it was just all right. It was just okay. It was a 6 out of 10 and, you know, nobody excelled. Where today, there was a lot of 8 out of 10 performances there and to compete in this league against quality sides like Plymouth, we got that performance. We didn't get the result I think we deserved, but we certainly got the performance. I suppose you will say it's a squad game, but the forward three, is it fair to say that that is our first choice forward trio and the first time they've played together this season as well? Yeah, um, I'm not sure it's the first choice. It's certainly how I like the pack. I like to play with two forwards um, and one wide player in Arthur, but you know, Wes has done excellent as well. You've got young Freddie Price, who's been very, very good in recent weeks. We've got Shane Harrison back fit again, and we've got Jonah and Courtney coming back. So people have... I've not made anything of our injuries. They've been crazy. You know, we've had five players injured on a Friday. Um, what ankle injuries from the training pitch, and I've not made anything off it. We've just got on with it. So we've we've built a decent squad to compete. But you need performances like that, and you know, there's a lot of belief in that today. That wasn't a side that lost three games. That was a side that believed in what they're doing. As I said, they're young, they're naive. I have to pull them back sometimes. They're trying to score in every single attack, so you're horse after every game. But I'd rather be like that than a Tuesday night performance. And solidity at the back, of course, Stephen. You're not going to single players out. I know you don't usually do that. But for me, Anthony O'Connor, he's had a lot of stick, especially online over the last few weeks, but he was absolutely terrific today. <laughs> online? <laughs> I thought Anthony was brilliant today. Um, I don't listen to online. Um, listen, he's, he was excellent, absolutely superb, as was Randallini. I thought the whole back four were very, very good. And my problem is I haven't had a settle back four. I'm not sure Ant's played with the same partner all season. It's been really difficult because of injuries and people not being able to last 90 minutes and illnesses and what have you. So um, to get a settle back four would be great. And I think Anthony will, will obviously benefit from that. But you know, his performance today was a real leader's performance and captain's performance. And final one for me, Stephen. We, we speak about our misfortune with injuries. We're just getting the strikers back. But we seem to be a bit short in the centre of the park now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have too many options. I had to bring young Freddie in as a number 10 and it's never like consistent injuries one in every position we get four or five so we've, we've now got Shane McLaughlin Alfie McCallum and Aaron Wildig um, all out but you know we're, we're hoping that they're not too serious hopefully we'll have two out of their three back in a week to ten days time um, and Callum stepped in today and showed what a very good player he will, I've no doubt he will be a very good player in a couple of years time and he needs this loan and he's bought right into what we're trying to do his attitude's been terrific and he was excellent today Enjoy the weekend, Gaffer. Thank you. Cheers, thank you. Well, Jonah, one all draw today and uh, on the score sheet again.
Yeah, happy to get back on the score sheet. Uh, it feels like it's been a while since the Wickham game. Yeah, just happy to get the get the point. But we were on them second half. I feel like it could have been three. We would have taken the point before the game, but after there's a little bit of disappointment in the in the changing room. But let's talk about your goal. After who had the first shot, it came to you tight angle, but a good finish. Yeah, no, nice layoff by Filler, I think it was, and then just hit a cross goal, found the bottom corner. So happy with that. And how nice was it to get back in the starting lineup today? Yeah, feels like feels like ages since I think it was the Blackburn game, and then I've had the Hartlepool game in between. But today felt like the first time I was back playing how I want to play. Before that, I felt a little bit rusty getting back to full fitness. But now, after that, I feel like I'm back where I want to be playing. You lasted nearly 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I had a few ones I had to chase after, both hamstrings, calves cramping up, and I thought, there's no point in me staying out here, I'm going to cost the, cost the team, so I made the choice to come off and rest myself, basically. After recent weeks, just been speaking to uh, your gaffer, saying you wouldn't really know who was top of the table and who'd been struggling with that performance today? No, I think possibly the last three games, performances haven't been there, we've gone away from what we showed today, but... Other than that, like all our performances have been good. There's been no teams that have really blown us out of the water. So we just got to keep performing the way we did today and the league position will start to reflect the performances, I think. Yourself, Cole and Arthur, as a front three, seem to be a three that will cause any team problems. Yeah, I mean, Cole, Cole's causing everyone problems and I think I'm going to try chipping with as many goals as I can. Arthur's got good stats at the moment, assists and goals. So just got to make sure we're contributing make sure we're not conceding goals and we'll get the results we need do you like it on the wide on the right or you, do you prefer being down the middle I don't mind honestly front three or front two front three gives me a licence to get on the ball more I think which I showed today which I enjoy getting the ball to feet and getting at people but I don't mind going to a two as well so happy to be playing what you did as well going forward is that you prevented Conor Grant from overlapping like you did early on in the game I think you stopped him in the second half from doing that mm-hmm. now we press high we feel like we can stop it at source, then we have to do half the running and we can keep the game where we want to keep it, which is in their final third, which we did. Especially second half, we just didn't get a goal that we deserved. The aim now to stay in the team, for get, get a bit of a run of games for yourself? Yeah, that's it. Stay in, the, stay in the team, keep performing the way I have today and hopefully keep scoring. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio and on I Follow Shrimps. Coming up a bit later on today's pod, I'm talking to Simon Hathaway. He's the host of the Fence End podcast a fans pod for Oxford United, getting the inside track on the use ahead of the Shrimps trip to the Kassam Stadium next Saturday afternoon. We will, of course, be there live with full match commentary uh, from 2.45. Really looking forward to that. But here at the uh, Mazuma Stadium, another pulsating encounter, you have to say, in League One, where it's finished. Morecambe 1, top of the table, Plymouth Argyle 1. Hello from Dave Salmon. Uh, thanks as ever for your company. We always appreciate it. Joined as ever by Matt Smith from the Shrimps media team. And, and Matt, another great game of football first and foremost today. Yeah, it absolutely was. It was a great game for both sides. But I think more importantly, it was a great performance from the Shrimps. Um, we, we, we've said it already on another day. We, we could well have come away with three points. And I don't think you could have uh, argued that we, we deserved that. Um, especially given the fact, you know, the last couple of results haven't gone our way. Um, so to, to come back the way we have and, and put in a shift like that against top of the table is, uh, is, is brilliant and fantastic performances all round. 
everything that was wrong or, or missing from the performance away at Cheltenham on Tuesday, it was all there today, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You know, defensively, we were brilliant. Um, like I said, maybe one or two things we could do with brushing up on, but, you know, apart from that, you know, we touched on it in comms. Anthony O'Connor was exceptional at the back. Um, and then going forwards, you know, Jonah was tremendous down the wing. Um, I, I just think there was overall great performances all over the pitch. And like you say, it's a massive step up from the uh, from the Cheltenham and the, and the Burton games. It was definitely one of those where there wasn't a bad performance among the Shrimps team. Let's just touch on a few players, though, Matt. Starting with Anto Connor. As you heard there from, from the gaffer... The players and, and hey, they don't listen to online criticism, but it's fair to say that the skipper has had a lot of well abuse in some circles over the last few weeks. The players must read some of it. It must have an effect. But anybody who has been critical of him, he's answered them today, hasn't he? That's the that's the only thing as a player you can do. You know, do your talking on the pitch, and he's done that, yeah. um, and then some today. He's been absolutely tremendous. Um, just a solid rock at the back, hasn't he? And, and he's led by example as well as, as, as captain. So, yeah, he certainly answered everybody that's, uh, that's raised doubts or questions um, of him in the last couple of weeks. And it's great to see as well. I would argue his best game in a Morecambe shirt. And I'd say it's Ryan Delaney's best game in a Morecambe shirt as well. Yeah, but it's really solid. You know, the gaffer touched on in terms of... Uh, I think he said it about Anthony, didn't he? That uh, he, he's almost had a new defensive partner every game. Yeah, it doesn't so, help, does it? No, not, not having a settled team. No, not at all. So I think we'll take confidence from their, you know, partnership and um, performances individually as well. They were both tremendous, and we can take real confidence from an area that we've uh, been a bit nervy with. I think it's fair to say in the past couple of weeks. So uh, yeah, a real bounce back from from where we have been. Into midfield. We are short of numbers in the centre of the park. There is no denying that. Alfie McCallumont's injured. Aaron Wildig's injured. Now Shane McLaughlin is injured as well. Great chance for Callum Jones to, to come into the starting lineup. I'm not saying because we had no other option, but he, it's fair to say he has had to be patient as well. Last started at Gillingham quite a while ago now, but he more than took his chance today. Yeah, and it speaks volumes about the kind of character he is. A lot of pros would, you know be a bit despondent and, and let their heads go a little bit when they aren't in um, the starting 11 week in week out but he's just got on with it and the gaffer said himself in his interview didn't he that he's training really well and um, yeah he, he, he again another player who's done his talking out on the pitch um, he was sensational for me today really really good he looked like he'd been starting most games this uh, this season when in actual fact like we say he, he hasn't really had that many starts so again it's testament of, of him as a player and uh, as a character and that allowed Toombs to, to get absolutely everywhere, like, like we know he does, gliding around the pitch, back to his, his very, very best as well. I said to Stephen in post-match about the front three, and I still stand by this, I think Arthur Nahua, Joan Rayunga, Cole Stockton is our best attacking trio, and it was the first time this afternoon that they've all been on the field together from the start. Yeah, um, it's positive signs. I know, obviously, earlier in the season, we uh, we struggled in terms of numbers up top because of injuries um, but it's great to see Jonah back out there like you say Cole give him half a chance and nine times out of ten he'll, he'll find the net um, but also you know you remember as well Sharon Harrison um, he's on the bench today he's still to come back properly in terms of, of coming back from injury and John Abika as well um, another player to come back into the swing of things after injury so it's a really solid front three this afternoon and it'll just be bolstered even more when the, uh, the players come back in fully fit from their injuries 
good to see John O'Beak, a friend of Shrimps Live, of course, uh, running around uh, pretty much at full tilt before the game. He can't be far away, which is uh, fantastic to see. For Cole today, I think if it had been a month ago, one of his efforts would have found the back of the net. Didn't quite work for him today, though, but he was so, so close to scoring again. Yeah, it's a tough one for Cole. You know, he's had such a special start to yeah. the season, hasn't he? So he's bound to um, have the odd off game. I think it's fair to say he's, he's, he's due one more than anything. We I can't say he had an off game today, though, mate. Just in, in terms of scoring, he was, yeah. I think his, his general play was as good as it always is. Yeah. He was well marked, but just couldn't get the ball on target. Yeah, I think, again, Plymouth, another side who uh, did the homework and they kind of marked him quite well. And uh, if anything, he was a bit quiet. Like you say, he did have a number of, of big chances and... Like you say, on another day, he could have found the back of the net. But, like I say, you know, the, the hard work he's put into the start of the season, I think he's, he's allowed a quieter day and a day where he isn't as prolific in front of goal every now and then. It seems that we say every week, Matt, every game is a massive afternoon or evening, isn't it? And for the top of the table side in Plymouth Argyle to come here, 13 games unbeaten, well, 14 now, of course, they do look the real deal, though, you have to say. But we kept them quiet. Yeah, and that's the biggest compliment you can pay to, to Stephen Robinson's side. I'm sure a lot of uh, outsiders before the game would have seen the fixture and thought, you know, Plymouth not lost since opening day, Morecambe lost three on the bouts, um, and they would have written us off before a ball was kicked, as we are used to um, at this football club. But we've proven people wrong before. We've proved a lot of people wrong this afternoon. We uh, put up a great fight, um, and we played really well, and we matched them. We matched the team that are currently top of the table that haven't lost since the opening day. And what more of a compliment can you pay to Stephen Robinson's men than that? And that's what we've done, isn't it? Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich, first half at Wickham. We might talk about the second 45. And again today, but for the full 90 minutes, battling, tenacity, kept our shape, pressed high, didn't give them time to settle, and, and everybody to a man did the job that Robbo wanted them to do. Yeah, he was just consist- uh, consistently pleasing, shall mm, I say, yeah. for lack of a better word, throughout the afternoon. And I know the gaffer said before that Either we've, we've played well for a half, see the Wiccan game, for example, or, or we just haven't got going at all. So to turn that on its head and, and have a you know a full 90 minutes of, of consistently solid performances all over the pitch, it's, it's great to see. And we can only push on from here. We're going to talk to uh, Simon, who's the host of the, the Fence End podcast. It's called The Fence End, by the way. You're, well, you'll find out why it's <laughs> called The Fence End pod in, in a few minutes' time. But Simon, an aficionado on all things Oxford United. We're away at the Kassam Stadium uh, next Saturday. Of course, full commentary, as ever, on Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. And on I follow myself and Matt will be with you from 2.45. Really looking forward to that. Oxford always, it's another long trip but uh, and another difficult game. Yet another one. They all are. Yeah, it's very cliche, but there really isn't an easy game in League One, is it? Uh, is there, should I say? Um, I think they got another win today, Oxford. So they'll be uh, they'll be banging form, plenty of confidence. But but so will we, you know, confidence wise. Why why shouldn't we be confident after a performance like we've seen today? So we'll we'll be going there and hoping we can replicate uh, not only the result, even go one step further with it with a win possibly. But just in terms of performances, you know, if we can keep the level that we've seen this afternoon, then I'm sure we'll give them a game. Thank you so much if you've downloaded, subscribed and shared to the Shrimps Verdict podcast. Over the last couple of months since the start of the season, back on the 7th of August, we really appreciate it. You've done that in your tens of thousands. So thank you so much for your company. Uh, If you are a local business or maybe a little bit further afield and you'd like to find out more about advertising and sponsorship opportunities 
on the Shrimps Verdict podcast, it's very simple. You can drop me an email at dave.salmon at beyondradio.co.uk. dave.salmon at beyondradio.co.uk. Or send me a private message on Twitter. I am at dpsalmon. If you're a local company, or maybe you uh, are further afield and you'd like to support the Shrimps Verdict podcast, get in touch. We would love to hear from you and we can discuss potential opportunities. Now, we say this every single week, seemingly, but uh, it's true. Another big game for the Shrimps this coming Saturday. No midweek action for Morecambe this week. We have a full week to prepare for the trip to Oxford United, the Kassam Stadium, awaiting Robbo's Reds uh, next Saturday on the 30th of October. Ahead of the game, I've been talking to Simon Hathaway. Si is the host of the Fence End podcast an Oxford United fans pod. Go and check that out wherever you get yours. It's on SoundCloud and they are at the Fence End Pod on Twitter as well. Simon has been giving us the lowdown ahead of the Shrimps visit to the Kassam next Saturday. So, Si, I suppose from a, an Oxford United fans point of view, you've had a pretty good couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, made the playoff in the last two seasons. Well, yeah, playoff final and, and playoff semi-final last year. So, yeah, all in all, we're, we're, we're pretty happy. I suppose in any other season, you, you could have snuck it against Wickham. And I think against Blackpool last year, probably the strongest side won in the semi-final on, on that occasion. But you've come pretty close to the championship, haven't you? Yeah. I, you know, last season, I think I, I, in, in the build-up to that, I felt that the winner of the, you know, the team that would get promoted was going to come from us or Blackpool. Black, we, we'd gone into the playoffs on a good run of form. Blackpool were, you know, really efficient and good side. And, and as it turned out, they were the team to go up. And yet against Wickham, it was two kind of mistakes, really, that, that led to them scoring their goals. And that's just how football is, unfortunately. You know, on another day, we'd have, we'd have beaten them. But yeah, so we, we've come close. And we, obviously, we want to go one step closer. Let's talk about your gaffer then, sorry if we may. Um, Carl Robinson is well known in the football league for, well, I think for a number of different reasons, but <laughs> one thing he is definitely good at is uh, getting results. Yeah, um, it, it took a, a little while for our fans to warm to him. Um, but since then, and, and not not because of what he's done on the pitch, a lot of what he does off the pitch and with the academy and, and all sorts of stuff that's that's not connected to the first thing, he's really kind of got what, what a football club is all about. Um, he's a real fan, you know, of football. And, and I think he really loves it here. And, and uh, he won't be at the game on Saturday. He wasn't at the game on Tuesday. He's got COVID at the moment. So he's he's having to self-isolate. But we, we tend to do quite well when he's not on the touchline. So <laughs> I don't think it's going to be, fingers crossed, it won't be too much of a, of a, of a problem. And I, I suppose it didn't really affect things too much on Tuesday night either, did it? So, uh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, I think we've we've had some some big wins and some big defeats when he's not been on the touchline. But uh, yeah, it, it, it tends to go quite well for us. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, Saturday. Now we haven't played each other for a for, for a few seasons. Now you've enjoyed a, a decent length of time in League One. When the teams came up from League Two uh, in the summer, what did you think? Especially Morecambe. I think three probably unfancied sides got promoted uh, out of League Two. Bolton being the mm-hmm. exception to that of course but when when Morecambe won the playoff final what what were your uh, what were your thoughts on that yeah I, I think it's league one is a really strange division you know the championship is full of big historic clubs league two is kind of you know <laughs> we've been down there we know what it's like 
League One, you know, you've got the likes of, of with with due respect to Morecambe and Cheltenham and Cambridge and Accrington, who've done fantastically over the last few seasons. But you've also got likes of Sheffield Wednesday and Portsmouth and Ipswich and Sunderland, who've all been, you know, quite recently Premier League clubs or in Europe or winning trophies. And and it really, I think the size of the club doesn't really matter. Is if you've got a well-run club. You know, regardless of how big it is, if you do things properly, like kind of like Accrington have shown over the last couple of years, that you can be successful. And I think the size of the of the of the club and the stadium and the history don't really matter at this level because if you've got a manager that knows what they're doing and you've got a team that know what they're doing, you can be successful. I think in terms of the team knowing what they're doing, it's been a bit of a mixed start to the season uh, for ourselves. We thought it was a nice, solid start. We've stumbled in recent weeks. What have you made of Morecambe's start to the League One campaign? Yeah, I, I think those. You, there's always a thing with, with teams coming up, there's a little bit of positivity. You know, the likes of Chuck, we went to Cambridge first game of the season and, and they came, you know, we took the lead, but they came back. Cheltenham, we lost at Cheltenham, they've come up, you know, and it, it's, I think you can ride that positivity for a certain length of time, you know, and and then perhaps reality bites a little bit and and you've got to get used to, again, getting back into that winning habit. So, you know, like I said, it's it's very difficult. It's a really difficult division to say, right, yeah, they're definitely going to be at the top. They're definitely not. And, you know, you... You might find, you know, you go into a run of games and you pick up a lot. And again, with the number of games that are played, it's it's quite easy to get back to winning ways. You know, you haven't got a, it's not Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. It's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And you can you can lose a lot of games quickly, but you can equally you can get back and and, and start winning games again. I think as you found there, Si, haven't you? In Oxford are on a, a a decent enough mini run at the moment. You're just starting to to hit your stride, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and, and weirdly, the, the sort of the, the over the last few games, we we drew to Gillingham and we've lost to Plymouth. They were possibly the two best performances. You know, we we beat Accrington five one on a Tuesday after you know drawing with Gillingham. The game against Gillingham, we were fantastic. We just didn't put the ball in the net, and then you know the following. So it's yeah, we we we're playing quite well. Uh, if if we can be more clinical. Um, then I think we'll yeah we'll go on a really nice little run I think because we we're playing some good football creating chances not necessarily scoring as many as we perhaps could. Let's get down to the nuts and bolts of Oxford United then, Si, if we may. Mm. Tell us everything we need to know, formation, style of play, and and everything else that goes with that. Yeah, the, the formation will be a difficult one to say because in certainly in the last couple of games we we. We've started either with a two or a three man sort of midfield. We we always play one up front, Matty Taylor. We always play four at back four, normal. It's then in between that. We'll either perhaps play, you know, a, a three man midfield, as you would, you know, see proper midfielders, if you like, and then two wingers. We sometimes play with a number 10. So it, it'll depend perhaps on fitness and a little bit of form over whether we play that four, two, Three one or four three three, and and it, it it's the kind of the players in that midfield three will will determine I think how well we play. Cameron Brannigan's been playing well. He started scoring. Um, James Henry didn't start on on um, on Tuesday. I don't think he did. Um, and it, it, we can be a little bit kind of yeah, that that will be determine how we play. Is that midfield two or three? 
and how well they operate. And if they play well, we play well. So in terms of your your style of play, I suppose you are fast, high press, hit on the counter and, and try and attack with pace. Um, yeah, but also you know, in a lot of games, we have a lot of the possession and we've got players that are comfortable on the ball. We'll play the ball around at the back, you know, await, you know, try and draw the opposition onto us a little bit to create space further up the pitch. Um, yeah, we we do have a bit of pace. Um, we we like to pass it around. We we certainly won't be going long balls, you know, from from minute one. Um, you know, there'll be the occasional long ball, but it we haven't got a target man as such. You know, Matt Taylor up front is probably five foot ten, and he's a poacher. He's not, you know, he's not going to, and he can play with his back to goal, but he's he's better, you know, turning defenders and running onto through balls. So it'll, yeah, the the ball will be will play it on the on the grass and and play it around and. And play possession football. I think now, obviously, from our point of view, uh, you it, well once have escaped your, your your attention. I'm sure we are shipping a heck of a lot of goals at the moment. Most of them are very very avoidable. They are defensive mistakes. They are slips at the back, unmarked from corners, giving away cheap free kicks, all that kind of thing. We're not helping ourselves in, in, in that regard at all. So and, and also a lot of set play goals and a lot of late goals were conceded as well. So how good are Oxford at attacking set plays and how good are you in the last 10 or 15 minutes of matches? Yeah, we've been good in the, you know, towards the back end of games. Set pieces is, is, is one of the bugbears with us. We've, we've had some really good centre halves, you know, fantastic headers of the ball. And we, you know, you expect or you want your centre halves to, get four, five, six goals a season from set pieces. And we haven't been doing that. Um, so I, I think the set pieces we're, we're trying to work on, trying to improve. Um, but but certainly we keep going. That is one thing. You know, we, we got a, a winner at um, Sheffield Wednesday a couple of weeks ago with, you know, deep into injury time. Um, we will keep going. We've got a, a, a fit squad um, and, and fit players. And we, we, you know, I think we pace off the bench as well. There's, there's always a chance that we'll win or we'll score a late goal. Um, set pieces, I don't think we're quite as much of a threat. That's great to hear because <laughs> that has been a real Achilles heel for us a number of times this season. While we play, I suppose you would describe it as a flexible 4-3-3. Usually we've gone through at the back and we've tried defenders in, in, in anchor midfield and all sorts of players out, not quite out of position, but in unfamiliar positions. Nothing's worked over the last few weeks, but I suspect against you guys, we'll be back to our usual 4-3-3. Central striker up front, two out-and-out wingers, one holding midfielder and two a little bit further forward uh, and a flat back four. So it sounds like we, 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 on paper at least, might be quite evenly matched. Yeah, it certainly sounds that way. And it, and that mid, midfield battle, you know, it, whether Carl decides to do something different to, to try and, you know, exploit space elsewhere, it'll be an interesting to see how we do line up. But um, yeah, it, it's, um, it, yeah, I, th- I think you sound like you line up in a very similar way to us. You're right. And it, it could, yeah, it, it will either cancel each other out or, or go end to end like a basketball game. <laughs> um, have you got any more players, Sai, who you are particularly wary of? I, I suppose Cole Stockton is the obvious answer. Yeah. I mean, just looking through it, there weren't an, any names that stood out to no. me, you know, I, I, but that's, that's pretty much, you know, that's, that's nothing to do with more. 
you know, whoever we play, it's kind of like never heard of. Oh yeah, there's a name I may have heard of, and, and the one you know one player that that stood out for, but obviously isn't playing for you at the moment is Jonathan Abika, who played for us not that long ago. Um, he's obviously injured. Um, he got injured in pre-season for you, uh, you know, and it, it didn't really work for him. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Stockton. He's he's the fellow that's scoring loads of goals, isn't he? So I, you know, he, I think any. Any player at this level who's on a bit of form and confidence, yeah, they're going to be a danger. Um, and and our our def, sort of defending of set pieces has been a bit sort of patchy. So um, you might well find that that that's a route that you can take to to exploit our weakness. We'll bear that in mind. Uh, just just a, another word on John O'Beak of sorry, if we may. Mm. He came to the club in the summer with um, quite a, a, a good reputation at this level. Not not an, an absolute prolific scorer by any stretch. How did he play for you guys? From what you're saying there, sounds like he underachieved ever so slightly. He, yeah, I, I've I've not met the guy, um, but I've, so from what I've been told, he's a lovely fella. And, yes, and we've he's. got we've got a centre forward who's very similar in that he's a lovely fella. But you kind of think, no, I don't want that from a centre forward. <laughs> I want that nastiness because yeah. you know, like John Abika, he's got all the physical attributes: big, strong, powerful, quick. But it, it's that kind of absolute, you know, will to not will to win, but do anything to score. Uh, and and you kind of think that's where it didn't help that he played for Swindon, you know, our rivals before. So you know you've got to be absolutely brilliant if you're going to come, you know, and, and win us over. And and it wasn't that you know he was hated or anything like that. It it just didn't work for him. He didn't score goals, and as a centre forward, you know, you that's what you want them to do. So I think you know, touch wood, it it works for him at your place, and it, you know he gets himself fit because he he certainly scored plenty up at St Mirren. It, it was. Mm kind of going well for him there and and it, you know obviously with the injury we, we, you know it's difficult to know how how well he'll come back but you know fingers crossed for him it, it works for him you're definitely right about him being a nice guy we had mm. him in, uh, in in the commentary box with us for four games at the start of the season lovely fella but like you say I think your centre forwards you want them to be utterly ruthless don't you yeah yeah, you want that nastiness, you know that, and 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 sometimes that that is that just that little bit of difference, you know, physically and and all the attributes he might have, you know, the same as somebody else, but that absolute, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to elbow you out of the way, or I'm going to be that nasty player, and and that's what you kind of need sometimes. So prediction time then. So how do you think it's going to be going on Saturday? I think you're right. With you mentioned, you know, the, the high scoring. We've we've been shipping a few goals as well. Um, we haven't kept clean sheets much. So uh, yeah, I think it could be either. A, I, I I hope we'll we'll sneak it by a single goal, perhaps. But it, I think it could be a high scoring game. But, yeah, put put your money on both teams to score probably. I wouldn't disagree with that. I think the one thing that every single Morecambe supporter listening to this would would absolutely dream of is a scrappy, scruffy 1-0 win. Not necessarily (laughs) against Oxford, but just at some point soon, keep a clean sheet, terrible game, let's just get the points and and just get a win somehow. Mm, Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. It, At times, you've got to do that. You just get back to the winning ways, do do the dirty stuff, do the nasty stuff, you know, clean sheet, scrappy goal, doesn't matter start winning games again. And I suppose from your point of view, playoffs the last two seasons, you're just starting to gain a bit of momentum. You're going to be wanting more of the same, aren't you? 
We are, yeah. And, and in the last two seasons, we've not started well. We've, we've, you know, we've, we've been, you know, certainly last season, we were at this stage of the season in the bottom four and really struggling. Um, and then went sort of gradually improved and went on winning runs towards the end of the season to get us into the playoffs. So having started better, you kind of hope that that, that gives us a little bit more leeway to drop points. You hope we don't. But if we can go on a run like that again, it might be that rather than looking at the playoffs, we can look at the at the automatics. You know, it, it's still a long way to go and, and teams will drop points. You know, you know, there's some big clubs up there, but why why can't we go on that run and, and, and get ourselves in there, you know, for an automatic place? Well, we just, we, uh, we, I suppose we're just two automatic promotion places out of League One. It's very tough to break into the top two, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. That it, it, You're right. It, it is a tough division to get out of for, for so many reasons. And, yeah, it, you know, maybe if we're there or thereabouts in, in you know, come January, that there might be a, a bit of transfer money on a you know somebody else to score the goals rather than just Matt Taylor. But um, we'll, we'll see. Tough division to get out of. Uh, equally tough to, to stay in at the other end. Do you think Morecambe have got enough in the tank to, to, to survive this season based on on what you know about the quality of League One elsewhere? Yeah, it's like I said earlier, it's a, it's a weird division. You know, you just look at the table at the moment, you know, as, we, as we're talking, you know, Charlton are below you. You know, Doncaster started the season really well last year. Which for it, below it, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's really kind of, it's tough and, and, and it's, you know, it might just be that this season, yeah, avoid avoid relegation, stay in the division um, because it's it's you know it's just as hard to get out of League Two, you know, or nearly. Um, so yes, make sure make sure you're in it in the division next year and then and sort of build from there. Really appreciate your time, Simon. Uh, many thanks. Sales pitch before we go. The Fence End podcast. Firstly, why The Fence End? And secondly, how can we listen to it? Um, well, The Fence End, um, I don't know if you've ever been to the Kasama homestay. Yeah. You know, lots of it. Obviously, it's the, it's not a three-sided, it's a four-sided stadium, but we've only got three stands. And at one end, where there isn't a, there isn't a stand, there's a large wooden fence. So uh, that's where it comes from. It's the, it's the fence end at the Kasam. Um, and we're on, yeah, on SoundCloud. Um, so, uh, yeah, just search for the Fence End podcast and you'll find us there. And also on Twitter as well, the, the, the Fence we're, End pod. Yes, yeah, we're there as well. Um, I don't do that. Um, I think uh, Liam runs that, who used to be the host. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, we, we, uh, there's only, at the moment, there's, it's just a couple of us doing the pod uh, for various reasons. But, um, yeah, we, we try and get, one every 10 days or so um, where, where work allows and, and home life allows. It's not always that easy to do. <laughs> so I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And no uh, good, luck, good luck for the rest of the season after, of course, next Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And to yourself. Yeah, thank you for having me on. A massive thank you to Simon Hathaway, host of the Fence End podcast, a pod uh, talking about all things Oxford United, the inside track of all things used ahead of Morecambe's visit to the Kassam Stadium next Saturday afternoon. And of course, Shrimps Live will be there. The build up and team news and the whole game live were on 103.5 and 107.5 FM on Beyond Radio across North Lancashire from 2.45. Myself, Dave Salmon and Matt Smith, of course, as ever from the Shrimps Media team and anywhere else around the world via the iFollow platform too. Thanks for your company. We always appreciate your ears.
Have a great week, and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.